The Money Show. Business unusual. So why Rich Mulholland, the owner of Missing Link, do brands fail? All right, Bruce. Well, I've got a theory that I've been thinking about for a while now. And I think it comes down to streets versus avenues. I think when I, I was speaking to somebody the other day and I said to him, you know, what industry are you guys in? And he said, no, we're, we're in banking. And I realized that, you know, you speak to somebody else, they'll say, we're in marketing. Speak to somebody else, we're in property. And I think that makes you quite difficult to find because the street of property is very long. Now, let me give you an example. Have you been to New York City? Yes. Right. So if you went to New York City and if you were trying to get anywhere and you asked somebody, hey, where can I find your office? They would say something to you like, hey, we're in the corner of 47th and 5th. They would never say that you were on 5th Avenue or 365 5th Avenue. They'll always tell you the nearest intersection. And the reason is that that X and Y coordinate give you a lot of meaningful information because, of course, these roads are long. Like 7th Avenue in New York City is 8.5 kilometers long. And I realized that when we're describing our businesses or even ourselves in our personal capacities and our personal brands, we need to give both the street and the avenue. So the, the street or the avenue might be the big thing that we do. And the street is the intersection of that. So, for example, if I was to describe maybe you as a, uh, say, a keynote speaker, you might be or maybe you in your job right now, you might be in the corner or the intersection of talk radio and business. Uh, if you were, you know, as a keynote speaker, you might be at the intersection of business and journalism. Uh, I might be at the the intersection as a speaker of uh, leadership and communication, or my business might be the intersection of Toastmasters meets, I don't know, like the, the Sex Pistols or something. <laughs> and I think when you can give people an intersection, yeah. it gives you a lot more meaningful information. So I'm a presentation company, that's uh, the Toastmasters, but we're a punk rock, you know, our company's kind of different, it's kind of edgy. If people describe us, they always warn people off about us. So that gives you very, very meaningful information about the kind of company we are and what it is we do. And I think more brands should challenge themselves to think, what are we on the intersection of? If we had to describe ourselves to people, it's not enough to have an X factor, like Simon Cowell says, you have to have an X, Y factor. And I think if we can figure that out, we win. What do you think? It's such it's such an interesting thought. It really is because, I mean, we, we're so used to, and the, because the world has changed so much, I mean, you used to be able to describe yourself in the function that you performed or the job that you did or the profession that you had, but things aren't that clear anymore. And I think that's the problem that you're trying to solve here. Right, because you have to be more. You have to be more than the category that you exist within. We have to transcend the category. The, the least infer, interesting bit about your business is the category. That's just telling you which suburb you are in. You know, that's just, again, they, that's just telling you the street, but it's not helping people find you. But if you can give them the intersection, and let's say you were in, uh, you know, if it was, I'm trying to think of somebody who'd be more, if we were the intersection of real estate, and cryptocurrency, then that then gives you a very, very real data set to figure out and to answer even questions internally, like how do we do? Is this innovation we're looking at for our business, does that keep us planted on that intersection or does it try to move us to a different address? And I think a lot of businesses and even entrepreneurs or public speakers should be considering, where am I? What, what is my intersection? What is my street and what is my avenue? Uh, your avenue is the basic category. But for example, you might be a uh, a speaker, a leadership speaker that specializes in the funeral industry. 
and you speak <laughs> at funeral events around the world. You know, like you could pick an industry as your as your street and, you know, the, the topic marketing as your avenue. But I think we need to consider what our X, Y factor is and what, what our uh, US intersection is of our brand. And if we can do that, I think we can make us much easier to find. Uh, and when you say find, I mean, in a world where, you know, it's so mass, it's never been easier to be out in the public domain. It's never been easier to be visible. But in the fact that it's become so easy to be visible, we've become invisible because there's so many, there's so much clutter and so much noise in that environment. Yeah, so it's, been, it's, it's about creating visibility for our brands, whatever those brands might be, the corporate brand, the individual brand or, or whatever. Right, because otherwise all we are is beautiful grains of sand lying on the beach. You know, we've got to do something more to let people understand what makes us different. Seth Godin has a concept. He talks about being a purple cow. And the reason he describes it is he said, you know, if you're in a field of cows, no matter how beautiful the cow, de- cow is, it's boring. You don't notice it. But if one of the po- cows was purple, then, you know, it's remarkable. It's interesting. Wow, look at that cow. It's purple. So you've got to be yourself, you know, the one thing you are, a cow, and different. And he talks about this idea of being remarkable. It's a, it's a great word because it's not about just being standy-outy. It's about making people able to remark about you. So you'd been to Missing Link's old offices. We don't have them anymore. And that was a people always thought it was about creating a great environment for our staff. But actually, a big part of it was making it easy to talk about, to transcend conversation. So we would bring people to our office once, and then they'd go home and they would talk about the tattoo studio we had in the office or the the slide or the fireman's pole or something. Now it sounds crazy, but we're like the, the, you know, the intersection of a presentation firm and the Google culture. And that was a helpful marketing tool for us because we gave people another data point for which to create a coordinate. So how then do you do it now? Because I was going to get there and talk about your offices because those, those offices um, were legendary and a landmark in their own right, even though they were they were tucked in between a car dealership and a, and a pro shop, a golf pro shop, um, fairly nondescript from the outside. But once you went in, <laughs> exactly. it, it, it was insane. It, it was a, a wonderfully insane and creative environment, but again, created that talkability. You're now operating as you know in the way of the uh, of the 2020s um in this this very disparate dislo uh, discombobulated fashion that we all have to work in nowadays right but it's it's such an easy game to play because you only have to be one step ahead have you ever heard of Joshua Four he has a he wrote a book called moonwalking with einstein and he's a memory champion have you ever heard of it I don't remember. I don't recall. No, <laughs> so clearly no. It's, I a, it's a fantastic. It's a no, no. I think you possibly would remember. It's a fantastic book. He was a journalist who wanted to look at um, how you know these people who won these memory challenges with the multiple decks of cards, and he actually won the world championships within one year because he, re- he found out it was a learnable skill. But in it, he talks about this concept of being on the OK plateau. He says most people, what they do is at the beginning when they're trying something new. They get to a point until they check the box that you are okay, this is good enough. And then they wait there and they don't move. And I found that when it came to with these, you know, online offices that we all have now, everybody got to the point where they had a little webcam, they figured out not to, to be sitting in front of a window and, you know, they got the very basics correct. And then they hit pause, they hit stop on progress. 
It turns out it's very easy to surprise and delight by using small little tools like mm-hmm or uh, you know Snap Camera. If you've not tried it, it's a lot of fun. I highly suggest you download Snap Camera on your on your laptop and, and play with it tomorrow. But if you or even Prezi Video and just those small little tools give you a unfair advantage over everybody else because you're remarkable just because everybody else stuck on the OK plateau. And I think that, you know, as a brand or as a technologist or as a presenter or a speaker, our job is always to, to make sure that we are always one step away from the plateau. If we reach uh, uh, good enough, how can we push yourself one step further to make it easier for people to find us? And that's what we're trying to do in our business. Because while it's great having remarkable offices, it means that they're only interesting to people who can drive there. But we don't want to, to just have the one beautiful thing that last year gave us or 2020 gave us is we're now empowered by it because we now have international business. So our job is now to say, well, how can we give a remarkable experience to somebody sitting halfway around the planet? And that became an exciting, exciting challenge for us as an organization. Uh, so I'm in love with my business again because it's, you know, we're trying to solve new meaningful problems and we're trying to make ourselves remarkable. And that's why right now I'm obsessed about saying, well, I get a chance to redefine who we are. Those people don't know our coordinate or X, Y axis yet. So I get to hit reset on that. And that's why I'm quite obsessed at the moment about this idea of what are we? We're in the corner of Presentation Avenue and what street? And I'm not sure what that is yet, but I want to get there. How fixed a coordinate is that? Is it a movable coordinate? Is it something that you can evolve and change over time, like any brand identity, I suppose? Right, I think it, I think it absolutely is. And I think you can try things on for size. And then if you've decided that it doesn't make sense for you as a, you know, it's like that minimal viable product. You're going to put something out there and the world is going to decide if it solves a problem that they have. And if it doesn't, you've got to figure out something else. However... For us, I think it's going to be something to do with, you know, probably presentation and leadership or we're going to define what that is. And then we're going to go deep on it for a while because a lot of work has to be done before we move. I think there is a risk of chopping and changing and pivoting too often. So we were the business we were for a long time. And we're now trying to evolve into a business that's more agile, more international, but we still want to solve that same fundamental problem we solve. So I think we do have to sit on that for a while. Once we figure something out, we've got to go deep. We've got to market it. We've got to try sell our story to the world. And then if it's a story that people want, uh, you know, for themselves, then then we're going to lean into it even further. If it's not resonating, then we need to go to the next street corner. And we've got to figure out where we are there. And we've got to move until we find our audience. And that's what it's about. It's about, I think a lot of us have defined the avenue, you know, the industry or the category we're in. But maybe for us, and I think specifically for our business, uh, we want we know who we want to service. So we want to be the presentation company for YPO businesses, for example. It's a young presence organization yeah. and, and EO. So for us, we are kind of that's given us a target. We are going to build products that suit those type of businesses. And then we're going to tell them that's the kind of business we're doing. Uh, I see that as an economy for itself. But if it doesn't work, then we'll certainly look at uh, moving and uh, evolving. Fabulous. Thank you, Rich Mulholland, as always. Rich Mulholland, the owner at Missing Link.